everyone, Alvern here from the Success Unscambled podcast. And today we're going to be looking at the topic of digital nomads or digital nomading. Um, as you remember in our last podcast, we looked a little bit about um, being location independent um, entrepreneur. But today digital, we're going to look at digital nomading. Um, which I will explain a little later on, just in case you've never heard the term before. Uh, you probably imagine, you've probably heard a lot of hype about digital nomading, and it's difficult to decipher what is the best way to get started. So in this particular podcast, I'm going to cover over how you can get started, what sort of resources you need, etc. If you're still wondering if digital nomading is suitable for you, you would appreciate this particular podcast to get a little bit more clarity on, you know, what you need to do to get yourself organized. Um, I'm going to help you understand you know, a little bit ab about it. Uh, the important thing that you need to consider for yourself is if it's suitable for you right now in your particular um, journey in life, where you are and what you need to accomplish, what are your goals, etc. Especially if you're already a parent and you have young children um, to look after. So you have to decide for yourself if this is a good fit for you or not. If your children obviously are in elementary school or high school or they're a little bit older, um, you need to obviously consider things like, you know, the food, clothing, shelter. But apart from that, you need to think about schooling, if you're going to be homeschooling them. And also if it is you would, if you're not going to homeschool them, if you're going to send them to a local school most likely not, depending on the language that's spoken there or uh, what they call an international school, which is available in many, many um, uh, locations. So let's um, spend some time looking at, uh, you know, what exactly is digital nomading or what it is to become a digital nomad in the very first place, because I don't want to skip over your head. So digital nomading or digital nomad is the art of traveling around the world while making a living remotely via the internet. There are many people who work remotely from a single location all year round, but they are not necessarily digital nomads. They're just remote workers. Uh, some small business owners would travel for six months of the year while running their business. Uh, they tend to remain located in their home country for another six months. So I guess digital nomading, uh, well, these particular business owners could be considered a part-time digital, a uh, bit of a tongue twister, digital nomad, because they travel 50% travel of the time or 50% of the or half of the year. Uh, others do a similar setup in various, various portions of the year. So you have people who do like traveling for three months and then they're stationary for nine months. Or you know, traveling for only eight months and stationary for the other four months, uh, depending on the holiday time. You know, don't be home for Christmas, etc. So let's not be a little bit too picky. You can be a digital nomad or do digital nomading part time if it gives you the flexibility that you need. Um, but the more, most important thing is that the reason people embark on this particular career part is that they want the flexibility of getting to you know, getting the both, the, the getting the both, getting the best of both worlds. So they want to be able to travel the world, even if they have family. Some of them do it via RV or via what they call a caravan in this part of the world. 
Um, but the most important thing for you is um, what makes you happy? What is your purpose? What's your passion? Why remain unhappy in one place when you can live your purpose? So digital nomading jobs. Let's take a look at little look at that because not every job is going to lend itself to um, a digital nomad career. Um, one of the key elements that differentiates digital nomads compared to location independent entrepreneurs is that obviously a digital nomading lifestyle can either be an employee or an entrepreneur, whereas an entrepreneur is always an entrepreneur. So we do have actually employees who, um, or people, should I say, who are actual employees. So they're still employed by their company, but they travel the world. They work, you know, the regular hours for the company, or they probably do a project-based kind of work. So they don't have to work every day. They just need to make sure they complete those particular projects. Um, an example, for example, of a job that is not necessarily a digital nomading career is, for example, a janitor or somebody who is um, an environmental engineer and they're looking after that specific environment or they are looking after um, uh, water. Like, for example, they, they look after all the dams in the country uh, or even forests, conservation, conservationists. They look after all the forests and, the, you know, the trees and all of that. Ecologists, you know, that is a specific role for that, you know, location where they're located. Um, so it's very difficult for them to find similar jobs in a foreign country. Obviously, a lot of people emigrate to, to what we call um, uh, countries that will, you know, that are looking for labor, like, for example, Canada. That's different. That's necessarily a, a digital nomad. You're just looking for a job in a better location. So before I go off on a tangent, let's look at the, the the specific jobs that lend itself to digital nomad lifestyle. So you have things like video editing, blogging, copywriting, graphic design, writing, just writing books in general, uh, podcasting, um, project management, product management, and programming. I'm only supplying you with a very short list so that you can get the wheels in your mind turning. Um, so you can see what is very common about the, about these nine jobs that I've highlighted here. The idea is that, you know, you can get thinking of, okay, what are you, what are you currently working at at the moment? So you can transition from your current role, especially if it's not a digital nomad friendly role to one that is more um, susceptible for digital nomad work. So what is a digital nomad or digital nomading salary? So salary or even wage or even income, what's your average uh, income for a year, um, can be very difficult to determine because it all depends on your role and what you do and what a minimum wage is in your particular country where you're moving from, what sort of lifestyle you want to live, etc., it also depends on the company that you're working for. So some of the companies that actually hire um, people to work re remotely actually offer twice the wage. Um, one of them I have come to mind, I think it's called Crossroads, and they would offer outrageous salaries like 200000 or 400000 a year. Um, the truth is you don't have to be an employee. You can, you can decide what your wage is. So, for example, I know a lot of bloggers um, and people who do proofreading and copywriting and all of that, 
and their um, average take-home pay, or well, let's just say income, their income can call it take-home because you still have to consider tax and all of that. So their average income is about 120000 a year, uh, which, by the way, seems like a comfortable range to allow for accommodation, leisure, travel, daily expenses, and savings for a rainy day. Many people who get into digital nomading say that they don't need as much money um, for their, their cost of living because they choose to live in cities that have a low cost of living. And everyone is, as I know, different in terms of what their goals and objectives is, in terms of their, their level or their comfort levels in terms of cost of living. So you need to spend some time doing some research and make a plan as to what income level is suitable for you. So let's spend some time looking at the popular digital nomading cities. So um, as part of your research, you want to spend some time mapping out, you know, what countries you want to go to, what, you know, because you're the digital nomad, you have to sort of decide, okay, do I want to go around the world? Do I want to go South America, North America, um, Southeast Asia, Australasia, Europe? And, and based on the path of travel, you would want to do some research uh, as to which countries you plan to visit. Of course, if you're like me, um, you want to leave some level of spontaneity within the trip. You don't want to plan everything down to the last bit. Um, so you can just look at countries and then um, go from, go look at the cities when you when you actually land in the airport. Or you can look at the different cities and then when you get to the cities, then look for accommodation. Uh, but the most important thing is that you want to plan and do some research before you actually land at a location. So here are some of the popular cities. Um, I have them broken down according to region. So in Europe, I have uh, Berlin. Um, it's becoming more and more popular for digital nomads. And the reason why they go there is because it's a lower core city in when you compare to the rest of course of living in Europe. It's roughly around three thousand um, dollars a month, and if your annual income obviously is one hundred twenty thousand a year, then three k a month isn't that um, expensive. Uh, it ranks high on the list because of the weather, safety, air quality, internet, fun, as in you can have a lot of fun there, uh, peace, as well as nightlife. I've included a link in the in the show notes so you can have a look at you know more information on Berlin. Next up in Europe we have Valencia or Valencia as the locals call it. It came in um, as one of the ones in Europe because of it has good air quality, safety, internet, and the weather. Obviously, weather is everything. Uh, although it is part of Europe, their healthcare system is not as good as other parts of Europe, and the cost of living comes in around two thousand four hundred. So just under. Um, the cost of living in Berlin. And I've included a link again in the show notes for you can take a look at that even further. So next region I have in the list is Southeast Asia. And number one on the list of Southeast Asia is Bali. Um, over the last 10 years, Bali continues to become more and more popular as a destination of choice. I have myself have spent some time there and I can tell you it's a lovely destination. Um, unlike Berlin, the cost of living is much lower ranging from between 1200 and 1500 a month. The key difference, obviously, is the tropical climate and the healthcare conditions are quite good. Uh, well, not as good as Berlin, but they're good, um, relatively speaking. Um, 
Chiang Mai is next on the list. So Chiang Mai is based, oh, by the way, Bali is based in Indonesia, just in case you're wondering where Bali is. And Chiang Mai is based in uh, Thailand. Um, obviously, you know, I can't cover a topic on digital nomading without covering a city in Thailand. Simply because the cost of living in most of the Thai cities continue to be very, very low. Um, their health healthcare systems are quite amazing and you can easily live there for less than $1,000 a month. You can also avail of co-working spaces in Chiang Mai um, for less than $100 a month for co-working spaces, which is amazing. So if you're a single person, this might be appeal appealing to you. Uh, you can check out a link in the show notes for more information on Chiang Mai, especially when it comes to co-working spaces. On the list next, I have Kong Samui. Uh, it's obviously one of the lowest cost of living in the most beautiful places in the world for digital nomading. The cost can range from as low as, believe it or not, $260 a month to as high as $1,500 a month. They've got the added benefit of being an island of uh, Thailand, and it's a very relaxed pace of life there. On the list, next on the list, I have Ho Chi Minh City. I did get a chance to go to Vietnam. Um, wasn't last year, was it the year before? Um, very amazing country. Um, the traffic is... <laughs> well, I wouldn't spoil for you. When you visit there, you'll see for yourself. The healthcare and internet in access in Vietnam is not as good as Thailand. But if you're an adventure, you might as well go to Ho Chi Minh City. I spent some time there, like I mentioned, and I, uh, it's very different from Thailand. It is. It can be a very, very local destination depending on where you decide to go. I have included a show notes giving you more information about the cost of living there. It's. Um, it can be even lower than Thailand, but not as probably not as uh, exotic, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So next on the list we have South America, and the city there is Santiago. Uh, which has a very good nightlife, good air quality, great for startups. Santiago is in Chile, of course, just in case you're wondering where it is. Um, your, your trip around the world, if you plan to go around the world, would not be complete without visiting South America. Um, but if you don't plan to go there, that's fine. But just letting you know, that's another um, amazing destination to go to. They uh, may not have the best healthcare in the world, um, but if your focus is on just having a great experience and or having to make sure you, you visit South America, then you may want to include Santiago on your list. On the list, on the list I have uh, Africa. And strangely enough, um, I wasn't expecting to include Africa on the list at all, but it's there because it's um, rated one of the, the number one places to visit um, in the New York Times ranking, I think, two years in a row. Um, Cape Town is the place to visit, apparently. It continues to know many, many um, entrepreneurs or people of who are looking to do startups. Uh, it's like a big city with a small town feel, and you can exper experience a wide variety of outdoor activities. If you're one for adventure, you may want to take the plunge. In terms of course, it's rated cheaper than Europe, but not as cheap as Southeast Asia. All right. So, as you can imagine, being a digital nomad can be, especially if you're traveling on your own, uh, or even as a couple without any children, you would come to realize over time that it can be quite a very uh, lonely experience. 
And over the last, since the year 1983, when digital nomading um, first came out, um, and as it becomes more and more popular, uh, you can find now many different communities and events that's catering to people who are digital nomads. Um, it's actually come up come up in leaps over leaps and bounds over the last few years. Um, events such as Freedom X Facts, Nomad Summit, and Nomad Cruise. I know that doesn't sound right, right? The Nomad Cruise are among the popular events that occur um, to help build and encourage a community spirit. There are even a number of popular forums. Um, I know I said forums. That's not something that is well known, but even you think forums are going to go away because of social media, but actually they're still alive and kicking. We actually have a lot of forums available for digital nomads. Um, they have been created to build camaraderie and support for the digital nomading community. Uh, the popular ones include Nomad List Forum, Digital Nomads Forum, with over 6,700 members. Google Plus Community, believe it or not, for digital nomads called Digital Nomads Abroad. And if you're looking for a more structured community where you will receive coaching or even recognition, awards, success that you're having, um, etc., you can check out my free video that gives you information on that. All right. So that's for enough for the communities for now. Next up, then we have um, how people go about making money as a digital nomad. Um Okay, so you're thinking, okay, I don't want to be an uh, employee. I want to go out on my own. I want to become, uh, you know, a self-employed person running my own business. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine and normal. A lot of people, a lot of um, digital nomads also do that as well. You um, can achieve by becoming a consultant, a coach, a speaker, a trainer, programmer, a web design. Um, or if it is you are into blogging, you can also have um, high high paying affiliate programs that uh, that you have on your website that generate an income for you. Obviously, the list I put above for employees with video edi editing and uh, all of that, you can still do that as an as an entrepreneur. Depending on where you are on a journey, you may prefer to not embark as a digital nomad on your own. You can instead get assistance from a coach or a mastermind group. Um, feel free to watch the video that I provide and so that you can join me in this whole um, journey of becoming a digital nomad. So I'm looking forward to welcoming you on board. Some digital nomading ideas. So you may want to spend some time understanding the intricacies of digital nomading journey. Um, all this before you take the first step. That is totally fine because everyone, you know, obviously you need to do your, what you call due diligence and all of your homework and research before you step out as a digital nomad. The truth is that digital nomads um, or becoming a digital nomad is still considered a very new way of working only because it is not being done by the masses. Uh, if you want to become a uh, digital nomad via the entrepreneurial route, it can be quite scary to start a business, first to begin with, but to start a business and do it sort of on your journey can be even a very big decision. Uh, you will need to have obviously the right mindset and to um, find your purpose or passion, or most likely your passion, 
Um, and the last thing you want to be is unhappy because, you know, if it is you're doing something just for the sake of um, generating an income so you can live a digital nomad life and you're unhappy, then then you defeated the whole purpose of becoming a digital nomad in the first place. So unlike starting a business, digital nomading can be less risky. You can choose to be a, choose to use a structured uh, part to achieve your goals, a part where you receive uh, coaching every week. And if you're still interested in that, just um, take a look at the video that I'll be sharing with you. All right, so let's look at some digital nomading tools. So as you can imagine, you're there, you decide to become a digital nomad, whether it be working as an employee or an entrepreneur, um, and you need to obviously have tools to get you um, up and running, to keep keep you safe, to keep you um, sort of on the ball when it comes to being efficient with your work. Where they decide to be a design, designing, uh, coding, writing, editing, you obviously need software and hardware and applications to help you get that stuff done. So here are a few of my favorite ones. So Filmora, a great little tool for editing video and audio, especially if you're an amateur. Uh, and if you use a MacBook as well, it's good for that. Evernote, I know I probably mentioned this before at some of the um, podcast, but I think it's absolutely amazing. You can actually sketch out um, once you've obviously mapped out your um, your blog, for example, or any kind of work you're going to do. You can then um, write it out in a sketch format in Evernote, whether it be on your um, laptop or your mobile device. Uh, Evernote is uh, synced between the two devices. I love it, so it helped me to start writing a blog post and I can transfer that blog post then over to my blog platform, which is WordPress. Grammarly, obviously, <laughs> really good. If it is, you have, I mean, unless you're a really great, great English major and very particular when it comes to grammar, you don't have time to go and, you know, check for grammar and spelling and all of that in your particular um, documents or um, publish, you know, stuff that you're publishing. So Grammarly is a really good tool for helping you with that. Buffer, even if you decide to bootstrap your business as an entrepreneur, the free version will actually help you get um, your stuff done. Convert Kit, everyone always says the money's in the list. So one of the things that you probably want to do is to build an email list when you're out and about and traveling around the world. And if you're not building a list, then you know you need to realize that you'll be leaving money on the table. So Convert Kit is very good for email marketing. Canva, great tool for creating images, whether it be images for social media marketing or um, for your blog, for, you know, whatever it is you need to be creating, or even it's actually really, really good for creating workbooks, checklists, etc. So creating documents. XMind, if you're a creative like me, um, whether it be, you know, an amateur creative or experienced creative or whatever it is, everything that you create starts with an idea. And one of the best places to develop that idea is a tool called Xmine. Um, it's a place where, you know, you know, my ideas anyway come to life and I can just see everything falling into place. And then from that idea generation, I can then transfer to Evernote where I actually write out that particular content. If at any point uh, you want to ask a question to someone about, you know, 
uh, anything to do with digital nomading, whether to get a portable, fo- uh, portable phone, portable internet, etc. There's a really cool um, thread on uh, Reddit called Reddit Digital Nomad, where there are over 30,000 members following that thread and you get your questions answered. Um, chances are <laughs> you can go there and see that somebody already asked that question and the answer is they're right there staring you in the face. All right. So that brings me to the end of this particular podcast in terms of, you know, digital nomad lifestyle, what you need to do, what you need to check on, what you need to do to get started, um, decide on your, on your passion, decide what countries you want to go to, then decide if you want to do it as an employee or an entrepreneur. Um, in the podcast last week, you can check out all of the different in, um, employee, I'm sorry, employers who are hiring remote workers, if that's what you want to do. Um, but you also can become a virtual um, worker or virtual, sorry, entrepreneur, uh, offering your services, etc., to the general public or to your specific niche. Um, obviously, one of the things that you need to do is, to identify, if you decide to become an entrepreneur, is to identify who your ideal client is, um, and then obviously do some market research using social media to find out, you know, if there's a market there before you embark on this particular journey. All right. So I will be offering some traffic hacks at some point in a webinar. So stay tuned for that. Remember to grab the free goal setting planner printable because, you know, even you, when you have these goals that you want to achieve in the next 12 months, you need to put them somewhere. Um, a goal not written down is not a plan. So, you have to write down those goals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. You get notified of all kinds of stories, uh, success stories that become available. If you meet, if you miss the previous podcast, you can check out the ones on becoming an entrepreneur, location independent entrepreneur, high paying affiliate programs, and productivity apps that you can use as a digital nomad. If you need help setting up a marketing plan, um, feel free to book some time in my calendar. And if you need help setting up your Pinterest, profile or Pinterest account management, um, you can click on the link in the show notes so you can get access to the packages I have available and then book, go ahead and book one. All right. That's it for today. Enjoy the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Bye for now.